Hi guys, John Stockley here. Welcome back to the Code Life Cymru podcast. This is the September edition and John Butler and I are going to be chatting about the mind and how important it is for us to focus on that. Uh, giving our minds a little bit of thought can make all the difference in the way we live. So before we go into this, I just want to share a couple of verses with you from uh, Romans chapter 12. Um, and verse 1 says this. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognise what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Hello, Mr Butler. Hello, Shamai. Mr Stockley, how are you? Shamai. I'm good, I'm good. I can't believe that we are this far into September already. Uh, 2021 is just blasting past. It is whizzing past, isn't it? Very, very fast. It will be Christmas before you know it. (laughs) Please don't go there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to chatting with you today about our minds and what we're thinking about. And in anticipation of such a subject and conversation, I wanted you to have a little think for a moment about your favourite Star Wars film. You've got, well, 10 or 11 uh, in fact, to choose from. Uh, have a little think. Which one's your favourite? Yeah, now, you know, as as well as uh, as anyone else on the CVM company scene, when we first went into lockdown, Star Wars was my was my binge box set. I, I hadn't hadn't watched them all beforehand. And um, and I got to say, um, I, I had watched the 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 three that were released first if that makes sense you, you, the episode four five and yep, six the original trilogy the proper trilogy yeah the original tri- original trilogy and i actually think um they're still the best to be fair and and i know i i i know that um all of you star wars aficionados you all go for the empire strikes back don't you as the best one i i've I, i've got a re- i really like um, the Return of the Jedi. Oh, is it the fluffy little Ewok teddy bears? Is that why you love that one? That's the one. That's the it one my girls of... love. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a little bit about that, uh, but it's more about. Um, I, I, I'm going to try and turn this into a deep and meaningful thing. Now, I think it's also about the fact that you see all of them stood together. You know, yeah. the, the Anakin Skywalker. He he had like completely messed it up, hadn't he? and yeah. He was restored. Uh, so I'm going to go for a gospel theme oh. in this and think that, tell you that the Return of the Jedi is the best one because it gives a gospel theme. At I the suppose, end. yeah, the redemption and the hope. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, for me, yeah. Nothing to do with Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it is Empire Strikes Back, which my which my kids really struggle with. And I'm feeling quite challenged on now you said that because obviously the Empire Strikes Back really is about the, the bad guys winning, essentially, isn't it? Or having the upper hand anyway. But then I suppose it's kind of like in the uh, you know the Easter Easter narrative, it's maybe your, your Easter Saturday moment, isn't it, where it's all going a bit wrong before 
the the redemption and the hope is fully revealed as you said in return of the jedi mm. empire strikes back is yeah probably one of the is my favorite um but my second favorite if, if i'm honest isn't one of the original trilogy it's actually rogue one which is the sort of standalone um star wars story the first one that was released set just before a new hope and again um that's one where perhaps there's quite a lot of uh negativity that the bad guys seem to be doing all right the good guys are really struggling um but i thought that was just an excellently made film a very very good nod to the original trilogy very um in keeping with the scenery and the, the colors and everything lots of work went into it so i think it was just a great film an outstandingly well done film um but yeah and now everyone's gonna be thinking Oh, I wonder which one's my favourite. So if you've got a favourite Star Wars film, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know which one's your favourite and why. Uh, And I promise you this isn't just a random tangent because one of the key themes of the Star Wars universe is the Force, isn't it? It's the the Jedi Knights and how they use that Force for good. You've got the uh, Darth Vader and the Sith using the Force for evil. But this whole concept of the Force and, and when Luke's getting his training moments in various films... He's being instructed to sort of focus his thoughts and and calm his mind and focus his mind. And and obviously using the force, it it involves a little bit of mind control as well. You know, uh, these aren't the droids you're looking for. He says as he waves his fingers in front of his face. Um, (laughs) And the mind control doesn't always work in Return of the Jedi, does it, John, when he tries to convince Jabba the Hutt? Um, I'm going into far far too much Star Wars detail here. (laughs) But but my my point is this. In Star Wars, there's some scenes where the Force, and they're talking about controlling one's thoughts, controlling other people's thoughts. But today we're actually talking about taking control of our own thoughts and our own own minds uh, and maybe focusing our thoughts and focusing our attention. Uh, to to live to live the best life that we can, right? Yeah, and I and I think there is there's a there's a part of me that that uh, what you know you mentioned the Empire Strikes Back. There's part of me that thinks you know actually if you could control your mind to such a degree that you could lift a uh, a fighter jet out of uh, out of the water and do similar stuff like that, that'd be a pretty cool trick. Yeah, wouldn't it? but uh, ultimately um, it doesn't. Uh, it's not about that, is it? This is about us learning to live in a way that we are creatively good here in 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 the world in in our our communities in our society and and living in a way that that actually i i mean i i do i do feel um on a regular basis that i'd love i really want when it gets to the to the end of my days that that people look back on the life of john stockley and say well it was a blessing that he was here not Oh, isn't it great that he's gone? And wow. I think that that starts in in the way we think. Yeah. Um, do you remember that verse in Proverbs um, that says, "As a man thinks, so he is." Yeah. Um, and I, I guess we've got one shot at life on Earth, haven't we? Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's not a dress rehearsal here. This is what we've got, and uh, and we need to put the right amount of thought and i would argue biblical thought into how we live if we're going to get to that final moment and uh people are thinking actually i'm sad that he's going not i'm glad that he's going yeah it does i think we can't just wing it and blag it and we have an opportunity and an invitation don't we to to live to live the best life we can to, to to live a full life which comes from relationship with jesus as he says but um 
you know, it also then comes from from that daily relationship with him, that daily sort of devotion and commitment and, and an opportunity to to make a decision ourselves in what we're thinking about, what our mind is focused on, because that then affects everything else that, that we do and how it plays out. I know the Bible talks about the, the tongue being like a rudder for a ship, but actually we also know, don't we, that our, our minds are pretty powerful things. They have the, the power to sort of... Um, cause us difficulty, cause us challenge, but also they have an opportunity to to help us experience and understand life in a, in a better way. And, um, you know, the verses you read from, from Romans talks about, in, in some versions of the Bible, it says about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so, yeah, we understand mm-hmm. that actually our, our thought processes and the power of our thoughts, if you like, they're, they're, they're huge over us. They're really important to get right and to focus on the right things. One of the things, John, I have discovered as I've been doing this is that not all anger is equal. Um, okay. And what I mean by that is I think so many of us guys uh, struggle don't to keep a lid on it sometimes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm like literally um, quite stereotypical here that, you know, if somebody cuts me up, I get really angry, you know, in the car. Um <laughs> I get more frustrated by the slow drivers in front of me, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, well, I've got already. that problem this as happened, well. This happened yesterday. But partly that's probably my poor planning at leaving a little bit later yeah. than I needed to or should have done. But, um, hey, you know. Yeah, and I, I just think that, you know, uh, or um, I've asked Joe to do something and she hasn't done it maybe in a way that I want her to do it. And then I think, well, you know, I get frustrated with that. Um Listen, I, I think all those type of angers, we need to deal with that stuff, don't we? That's the stuff that not so much keep a lid on it, but actually what's the root of it? What is it that we just, we've just we just left home too late and so the yep. driver in front of us is inconveniencing us? Or is it is it some sort of form of self-entitlement or something like that? I think that's stuff we absolutely need to, to deal with. Yeah. Um, but what I think is, is probably not helpful, and, and it'd be great to hear your opinion on this, is that... Um, all anger is wrong, uh, that we need to not ever be angry. And I think, actually, I, I don't even see that in Jesus, um, let alone how possible it would be, uh, I think, for me personally, to to never, ever get angry. And, and when I'm talking about, um, when I'm justifying some form of anger, I'm talking about when the weak and the vulnerable in our communities are left behind, purposely left behind, they're just not even being helped, they're not being supported, yeah. or when our kids are are being bullied, or uh, when our wives have been upset or uh, have been hurt by something. I, I think there is a justifiable response um, to any form of injustice like that, that, that we we can be angry about it. It's just about what we do with that anger, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's about channeling it, for for want of a better phrase. Uh, I'm reminded, um, yeah, I think you're right. There's a difference, isn't there, between leaving a situation or or ending a day in anger, which, you know, the the Bible quite rightly gives us good advice and is often quoted at at weddings, for example, um, about not letting the sun go down whilst you're still angry. 
but also you're right sometimes there's a response to a situation particularly of injustice perhaps um and not just sort of our perceived injustice like the you know uh, being stuck in traffic or being cut up or receiving a speeding ticket or something like that but actual like genuine injustice where someone is being either exploited or taken advantage of or, or left behind and perhaps a an understandable response is one of anger, not therefore going and, and shouting and swearing and kicking off, but actually using that anger and, and doing something with it for, for good, doing something with it to, to bring about a, a change and a transformation. And you're right. I think Jesus demonstrates anger, doesn't he, in, in the Bible, uh, anger in a way that's, that's not, um, that's not sinful. That's not um, yeah. uncontrolled as it were. I love that scene in in the. Uh, I mean, I, whenever we think about anger with Jesus, we always go to the temple, don't we? And it's like the, the throwing the the uh, uh, the tables over and stuff. But there's one moment in that story where uh, Jesus is he's he's like there's money flying all over the floor, the tables are all yeah. turned over, and then he sees the the doves in the cages, and he doesn't just whack them down onto the floor. He he turns to the people that are responsible for them. And he says, "Get those out of here." Um, it's almost like he doesn't take his anger out on the vulnerable. Now, I, you know, if if Jesus cares that much about um, birds, animals, yeah. um, and he shows compassion there, how much more does he show it to to all of us, um, and certainly to the weak and vulnerable uh, in in our communities? I I think I think there's 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 something where we can get angry at situations and we can even get angry at people who are deliberately um, abusing their power or their influence i think that's 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 justifiable but within it you're right we need to be compassionate all the time and even compassionate to the to those who who are are trying to deliberately hurt other people and that's a really tough call just to be compassionate yeah to people who who you think should know better. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's right. I think that that um, piece of scripture where Jesus is in the temple is, is a good example because it wasn't uncontrolled. It wasn't just an, an immediate response and sort of it just kicked off and let things fly. Like in the, in the in the way that John describes it, he talks about how, in the book of John, how Jesus created a whip to then whip up the, the tables. And so you, you can't, I would imagine, not that I've ever created one, um, put a whip together in the heat of the moment. It must have taken a moment and it was controlled and it was thought through and it was done to to end the sort of injustices and the, the, the selling and the buying and the removing that barrier from people being able to experience God's presence and God's grace. So, so Jesus is doing it in a controlled manner. Um, and like we said, it's about finding a way to to channel that to responding compassion if you like not just doing it off off a whim or doing it because i'm frustrated actually hang on a minute there's a situation here that's that's not right that's not fair and i'm i'm cross about that but i'm going to do something about that as a result one of my one of the passages i've been reading a lot recently and reflecting on is at the beginning of mark where jesus um is approached it's mark chapter one by a leper and the leper asks jesus to to heal him and um in some versions, it says moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. But other versions or in the footnotes, it would say moved with anger or, or Jesus was was angry, or indignant. And it's not talking about he's not angry with the, the leper for asking to be healed. And he's not angry with with the fact that he's been interrupted, but he's angry with the injustice of that sickness and of that illness. And he's because of that anger, 
he's moved to compassion. Uh, and I, I love the fact that actually Jesus wasn't just angry for the sake of it. He used that anger for a purpose, for a reason. And it was linked to the, the compassionate acts with which he he moved and he performed and he demonstrated his love and his kindness to, to people. Our anger needs to be full of compassion. It needs to be creative rather than destructive, and it needs to be aimed at the right things. So uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, if you um, have anything to say on this, any feedback on this. And and, uh, please do drop us an email at wales at cvm.org.uk. I love what you just um, said just at the end there, John, about using anger not to be destructive, to be, be to creative, that it moves us to compassion and in creative ways. And um, I was reading not that long ago, I say reading, I was listening to an audio book, actually, um, by Craig Groeschel, and it, it's called Winning the War in Your Mind. And it's about obviously taking control of your thoughts and your thought patterns and thought processes. Um, it's, it's biblically based. It's completely practical and able to apply some of those truths. And one of the things in there, one of the, the quotes that, that he's written really sort of hit me between the eyes, as it were, um, and really sort of got my attention. And, and this is what he says. Anything you change in your life can affect future generations and alter the course of your family line for Christ. And I, as, as I read that and I've reflected on it, I've realized that our minds and our thought processes, thought patterns and and taking control of those don't just affect us. They affect everyone around us and they affect the people that we're connected with, whether we've got what family or or, or not. There are others that, that God's put in our lives that our thought processes, when we decide to change them, will be affected by those. And I love the idea that actually by making that decision to control what I'm thinking about or to to focus my mind on the right things, to focus my mind on on Jesus, to focus my mind on his word and what he's asking me to do. It doesn't just affect me, but it would affect, hopefully and prayerfully, affect my wife and my daughters, but it will also make an impact on their future too. That The decisions we make today affect our tomorrow, but they affect other people's tomorrows, don't they? Hmm. They do. Absolutely. And I think um, you see that, don't you, when you're, you're a... Um... Uh, I don't know, just a, a father, a husband, a brother, whatever role you play, uh, those decisions that we make each and every day are, they are, um, they are making a massive, a massive difference. And um, ironically, it's like, um, my wife and I, we, we, um, uh, we're not, we're not massively rich, um, I have to say. Um, and um we were talking about our finances um, and um, there's a point to this, um, but we were literally uh, looking at all the different things, you know, and we went through and we said, actually, if we, if when I'm out on the road, I make different decisions, like I've made sandwiches or something, or I've taken a coffee with me, then uh, that means that I, um, I'm not spending um, more money than I have to. Um, and literally, that that means then that we we have more um, disposable income as a family. Um, it, I, even that comes down to ha- the way that we think, don't doesn't yeah. it? Like, I could quite easily just go to McDonald's every time I'm out, and that's like you know that's like six seven quid now for a, for a meal. 
And that just makes a massive difference. So those decisions that I make when I'm out and about are hugely important because if I if I spend like that, then I am I'm draining our bank account and therefore our future is very, very different. If I if I think ahead of time and I think what how I would say responsibly, then I'm not draining our bank account and we are moving in the right direction going forward and we are we're we're saving rather than spending yeah does that makes sense yeah it does i think that's a very good example in the practical but how that can play out with our thought processes can't it so the decisions we make today about how we we think how we respond to situations but maybe some things we put in place in, in preparation will affect what what happens tomorrow um and so by by choosing to to allow our minds to be renewed, as as, mm. as the Romans talks about, by choosing to think and to focus and to reflect on on the right things and on the best things, um, it it prevents our uh, brain power, if you like, or our minds and our thoughts being depleted on the wrong things tomorrow. Like you're saying with your bank balance, by by putting those things in place today, um, yeah, I think that's a really good example. And I think I think the 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 other thing that comes into my mind with just such a, a, a mundane example as that is that um, when we uh, when we go through our account together as a couple and I don't I, and and we see lots of like McDonald's trips that didn't involve the rest of the family um, by those not being there it stops potential arguments it stops potential anger it stops all sorts of stuff yeah. and it starts with something really small and practical yeah. um, like that and then for me it's it, it it's it's also then isn't it it's about that's a really small thing how much more important is it to get your thinking right in the bigger things so um i just want to um I just want to finish off, um, if I can, by reading a few words uh, from the code, which is a CVM uh, resource. But at the beginning of, of the code, there's a there's a poem called "A Call to Men," and uh, today we've talked about how we how we think, how we handle anger. Not that we don't need to be angry at any point, but we need to use our anger creatively and not destructively and how we use our mind to create a better future, whether that's a more prosperous future because we make better decisions on a day-to-day basis and eat maybe a few less McDonald's than we might like to, or whether it's actually bigger decisions where we're putting the welfare of others before our own and we're living maturely. Um, Whatever this means to us as individuals, and it will mean different things to, to every one of us, there is a way to live and... I want to share these words with you as a as an aspirational way to finish. Be known for being a man of justice, not blind to the needs of the world. Be compassionate. Be kind to your fellow man. Make mercy and justice your travelling companions. Seek to do what is good. Resist evil. Never allow hatred of men a root in your life. Only hate and despise that which imprisons men's hearts and takes them on a road to hell. Any last comments, John? Wow, that's a, that's a finish. No, that, I can't really bear that. That's really good. Well, guys, that's it for this month. 
thank you for listening to the Code Life Cymru podcast. We really do appreciate all the support that you give us. And it's fair to say that we couldn't do any of this without you. So please do remember to head across to our YouTube channel and subscribe to it if you haven't done so already. And please, please do consider visiting cvm.org.uk forward slash donate to support us financially. Every penny raised in Wales is used here in Wales to spread the gospel. Thank you very much. Diochen Vaur Jaun.